Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome back. It is uh, week 12 of the college football season. Um, even though it doesn't feel like November, it feels like we've just jumped into the middle of, of bowl season because it's really cold in Pittsburgh and in Nashville. It is. It is. Uh, this is the Carla and Crappy Show. Um, Carla is uh, It's actually colder in Nashville than it is in Pittsburgh right now. It is. It's colder in Nashville than it is in Denver at the moment, which is well, fun. Yeah, okay. um, so, yeah, we're sitting at a it is a Tuesday evening as we are recording this, and we are sitting at a balmy 13 degrees outside. Um, we got a half inch of snow last night, which is the earliest that I can remember mm-hmm. um, having snow as long as I've lived down here. And I've been down here for almost a decade now, which is crazy right. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been a decade since, since I moved down here. But, um, yeah, half inch of snow, just enough to kind of gnarl everything up this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody went to school, though, so so I don't want to hear the... Southerners don't know how to handle snow. They don't go to school. Yes, we had two-hour delays because we don't have that many salt trucks, um, and they that's needed to le- treat that's the roads. A legit thing. That's a legit thing. Sure. Um, but everybody went to school today. Um, okay. it, they just went a little late, including me. I went a little late, but um, okay. but yeah. So I've got a hot. I've got a hot cocktail tonight. Uh, um, cider. So toddy, toddy kind of thing. Kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got okay. cider and a little little Jack, and okay. it's warming nice. me up. I'm just uh, I'm I'm sticking with beer because because 20 degrees is not quite. Um, cold enough for well, I don't know if I if I if that had occurred to me sooner, I, I, a toddy would have been not a not a bad deal. I I tend to stick to those when I'm not feeling my best. Yeah. Um, because the the medicinal sort of uh, properties there it, it are really helpful. But um, the other thing I should I, I dis- in the interest of disclosure, right now you will see me kind of glancing this way, and that's because on the on the uh, the old iMac on my desk behind. My uh, my MacBook is um, is Maction. It's uh, my Bobcats against the uh, the Western Michigan uh, uh, dog and pony show. What are, I don't I think they're Mustangs or something Mustangs. like that. Yeah, Mustangs. Uh, yeah, we're in Mustangs. the fourth quarter. Uh, uh, OU is down twenty four seventeen, but driving. So if I'm a little distracted, that's what's going on. I was distracted during my show prep, so I want to give a shout out to the um, opening of the new arena at Robert Morris. My alma mater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they got and they, and they, la- they landed pit for that game, which is really pit cool. For that game, which was awesome. Um, it was a standing room only crowd. They doubled the capacity of, of, of the, the old Chuck. Um, mm-hmm. Four thousand people now can be there, and, and it was completely sold out and packed to the gills. And the game was on ESPNU. And so, um, kudos to my alma mater. They didn't win. They they lost by like fifteen, but mm-hmm. um, they were in the game in the first half. And kudos to my alma mater for opening a new facility. We we will always miss the Chuck. Um, it's, it's always a little, it's a little <laughs> sentimental when, you know, you got two degrees yeah. in that, in that building and it's still kind of the same building. They just mm-hmm. renovated it. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I can't wait to go check it out in person next time okay. I'm, I'm home. And, uh, yeah, so it's as basketball a, season. It's yeah, all kinds very of stuff. nice. Very nice. As, as a bonus, Bob Dylan played from what I understand was a, a very good show there on Sunday night. I heard that. Yes. Sarah Bareilles is playing there or has played there. Um, I think has played there. Has played there, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought about making the trip sort home. I'll sort it out on my wheelhouse. Um, okay, <laughs> we're gonna uh, eventually. We're, we're talking about the weather and basketball and and Bob Dylan, and maybe we should talk about football. Do you think we should do nope. a little football? Okay. No, I'm still I'm still Sweet. mad about last weekend. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> which is a perfect lead-in for me to ask you: Is, is there anything that stuck out for you from last weekend? I'm holding that until we talk about Minnesota later in the show. Uh, okay. Um, okay. But but I, I so so to take my mind off of the fact that Penn State defense couldn't figure out their own pass option to save their lives. Um, 
last week, and and kudos to Minnesota who game planned that game beautifully. Uh, um, Really did. I mean that they executed that run pass option, the RPO better than than I've seen them run it all season, um, and they just had the Penn State defense on its heels mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. Um, kudos to Penn State for fighting back in it, had a chance yeah. to win it there at the end. Um, too many turnovers, um, and you know it's the same thing we've been griping about for the last several years: is the the strange play calling at certain points in the game, the decision to go for two. There's some head scratchers there. Um, and, and that's been something that's kind of plagued this program for the last three to four years. So, okay. um, you know, they're still they're still in the hunt to get a, a good bowl game. Um, it kind of confirms some things heading into to the big matchup with Ohio State that mm-hmm. I, I'm not happy about. Um, but again, I'll talk a little bit more about Minnesota later. I thought I would okay. do something fun. Yes. Um, because it's cold and why not do something fun? And I, I forgot to do this earlier in the season. Um, something called the transitive property of college football. <laughs> right. Um, which, which is, um, it, for those that aren't familiar with it, it's the, if one team beats another team, then that means that if, if team X beats team Y right. and team Z beats team X, then team, like, then the Z, team, can, yeah, yes. yeah, we're not math people. So I think you all understand uh, what's going on here. Yeah. So there was a really, really big win that happened kind of under everybody's radar last mm-hmm. weekend that, that led to one of the best lines of transitive property of college football that we've had in several seasons. Okay. And that was Appy state knocking off South Carolina. Yes. That happened. They won 20 to 15 on Saturday. So that now means that according to the transitive property of college football, Troy yes would beat Georgia because here's how the, here's how the line works <laughs> right so, okay, so so it's short so Georgia was beat by South Carolina right South Carolina got beat by Appy State yes Appy State got beat by Georgia Southern yes Georgia Southern got beat by Troy therefore there you go Troy beats Georgia okay okay it's just we haven't had one that good in a long time <laughs> we because haven't. Normally, we haven't. So, so I, I I stumbled into that one today, and I was like, "That's a pretty darn good one." Because anytime you get a sun, a, a, a fun belt team that beats an SEC team, you can usually do a pretty fun transitive. And um, yeah, that's a pretty darn good one. And I could have gone further past Troy, but then you get into the weird, like if if like somebody had beaten Troy, but then mm-hmm. Happy State beat them, then yes. that messes up the line. So does. that doesn't work. Um, so. And and the impressive thing, uh, if not for Clemson, um, Appalachian State has uh, won the uh, the championship of the Carolinas, pretty much. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, so, but but yeah, I mean that was, uh, and I, I watched a bit of that game last weekend. Uh, very very cool to see them do well, um, and and the season they're having just you know noteworthy with the with the wins that they have over the uh, the Big Brother schools. That's a touchdown for my Bobcats right there. Uh, an extra point and, will tie the game up with uh, 10 minutes left, just just as an update. Um, um, Nappy State's ranked in, yeah, in the new playoff yeah. rankings. They got they snuck in at number 25, mm-hmm. so, yeah, you know, I love it when little guys That's get awesome. involved. It's in awesome. It, is, it is awesome. Uh, speaking of the playoff rankings, we have a new set of them uh, as of earlier this evening. Uh, very, very briefly, top 10, LSU. And I expected Ohio State to get jumped with uh, with LSU beating Alabama. Yeah. Ohio State number two, Clemson, Georgia, Bama, Oregon, Utah, Minnesota, Penn State, and Oklahoma. Carla, mm-hmm. uh, is is this uh, mostly correct, or are there any glaring problems with this list? What do you think? Um, 
it, I think it's mostly correct. I was happy to see the committee put Bama at five mm-hmm. um, and, and, and give some love to Georgia, um, mm-hmm. even though technically at this point in the season, that's a really interesting com- conversation between Georgia and Alabama and be, <laughs> buckle your seatbelts. We're going to have this conversation for the rest of the season. But, um, but I, I mean, Alabama's eliminated, right? Do, 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 in your mind? No, they're not. Um, no? Because no, they're not because of the way we don't know for sure how the committee is going to handle this. If LSU beats Georgia, mm-hmm. um, then who's number four at that point? And I still think with Alabama sitting at five, mm-hmm. um, you know, is is Alabama's resume stronger than let's say a one loss Pac twelve team? So no, I don't think Alabama is out at this point. Unfortunately. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I I think because they're sitting there at five, we, we, there's still a chance. I, I I think had they dropped to six or seven in this ranking, that would tell me where the committee's mindset was. Um, okay. But the fact they only dropped them to five, I'm happy that Georgia's at four. Um, I think at that point, obviously Alabama has the better loss between mm-hmm. the two teams, but I think they're they're re, um, uh, rewarding Georgia's better win because mm-hmm. um, Georgia does have a couple of stronger wins on on the season, and and they've got a chance to improve that again this weekend. Um, We'll talk about that. So I, yeah. so I'm I'm good with I'm good with I, I'm happy to see Georgia at four, okay. um, or Bama at five. Um, I still don't know about these Pac-12 teams. That's the thing that that's kind of the head scratcher for me. Like mm-hmm. they're sitting there, they're sitting in prime real estate. You know, Oregon is now sitting. You know, the second team out. Um, I don't know. Is Oregon for real? Like the way the Pac-12 keeps beating each other up, I I'm not 100% convinced yet um, okay. that that two Pac-12 teams should be sitting that high and. Why is Minnesota undefeated after one of the most impressive wins of the season so far, um, sitting back at number eight? Like that's, sure. you know, that's a bit of a head scratcher to me. But I think it's going to work itself out. So I'm I'm good with everything in the top three, hundred percent behind all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and and when things shake themselves out, we could end up with a bunch of teams with two losses, a bunch of really good teams with two right. losses. So right. the more interesting conversation as we get further down into the season might actually be the middle of the pack like six to 10 um, to see, because that shakes out some pretty significant bowl okay. appearances. Okay. So, okay. but how about you? The, thi- I, the thing that I see with this, I mean, at, at the outset of the season, when we talked about this a little bit last week, um, you know, we had a kind of a static top three and then wild card, right? Yeah. Um, at that point it was, it was Bama, Clemson, Georgia in, in varying orders. Um, now, I mean, I, I think we have the same situation. I, I think yeah. we have, uh, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson control their own destiny. Went out, win a conference championship, boom, you're in, no sweat. Um, and then you've got this fourth spot. Uh-huh. I, I do, I do think, uh, you know, barring a disaster uh, for LSU, um, I, I, I think Alabama's out. I, I think they are eliminated at this point. Even, even with the, the number five ranking in in this week's uh, uh, playoff rankings, I, I, I think they are, uh, they are, they are pretty much eliminated. I wonder about Oregon. Um, or Oregon, Utah. I, I mean, those are those are both possibilities. Uh, what happens if Minnesota wins out? There, there's a there's a, a, a win against a ranked team this week. If that happens, there's a win against a ranked team in the the, the final game of the season. If that happens, mm-hmm. um, and then and then you know Big Ten title game. Uh, so um, you know what what if they if, if Minnesota has a, a a tight loss in a Big Ten title game, do, right. do they go? Uh, does Baylor? Uh, if they went out convincingly, can can they sneak in there? Because th- they, they'd be undefeated. They're not even the top ten at this point. Um, I, I just I'm perhaps perhaps my 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 dismissal of Alabama is a bit of wishful thinking because um the the the, the shock and Freud here is very very strong. <laughs> 
but but I but I actually I, I do think I mean as I said barring uh, some kind of disaster for for LSU I I I, I see um, I, I think LSU could even win or could even lose a close uh, SEC title game uh, and and still finish ahead of Alabama so uh, we'll we'll see how that works out yeah see how that works out I hope uh, you're right but I'm not holding <laughs> my breath no yeah, no that's fine that's fine. Um, and this is the, the sort of the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the dichotomy of uh, Carla and Crappy. Carla is thinking about this stuff, and I'm just like, Alabama sucks. <laughs> so there it is. There's, there's a whole show in a nutshell. <laughs> um, let's uh, take a look at what's coming up this week, starting with your weekly Clemsoning Index. This is an actual um, uh, legit top 25 game. I did not look up to see what, what uh, Wake Forest's. They New dropped playoff. out. Did they drop out completely? They dropped out okay. completely out of the well, playoff ranking. Yep. That answers that question. Um, uh, Clemson is hosting Wake Forest, which uh, even out of the top twenty-five is 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 a solid team. Um, okay. Even with that fact, Clemson is favored by thirty-three and a half points. Uh, what is your Clemsoning index this week? So when I made my show notes, Wake was still ranked. Um, because we hadn't had the new rankings yet. So I actually, the very first thing in my notes here says, does this even count as Clemsoning if it's a ranked opponent? Um, I've done the same thing. Yeah, that's right. Which, but, and, and, and I decided that even if Wake was still ranked, that this would count as Clemsoning okay. because it's Wake Forest. Like if it was a Louisville team or team that we're used to seeing being ranked in the top 25, I don't know if it would count as Clemsoning. Wake is not a team. When we think Wake Forest, we don't think top 25. Nope. Right. So yeah. I think it's a perception thing. Um, so I was still going to count this as Clemsoning. And so because of that, I have this at a six and a half. Um, uh, OK, a little bit a little bit higher than than usual, because I do think there's a there's there's some good things that, that Wake has going for it. Um, Wake's quarterback, Jamie Newman and wide receiver Sage Surratt are a very potent combo. They're really going to they're really going to test that that um, mm -hmm. Clemson secondary. The challenge here is the same thing that's been that's every team in the ACC this year. Um I wrote down that the Wake defense is porous at best. Uh, any defense that allows 400 plus and yards per game going up against an offense like Clemson's is usually the recipe for not yeah. a good game. Yes. Um, and then Wake coming off of a, a pretty substantial loss at Virginia Tech last week, um, you know, and and playing it at Clemson. I yeah, yeah. I I don't see Wake pulling this out. I think that okay. line is ridiculous. Uh, um, yeah, probably. Uh, but so that's why I have it at a six and a half and not a little bit higher. Okay. Okay. Um, I have the index at a two. And, and I wrote down, uh, is it Clemsoning if Clemson is beaten by a ranked team? Yes, but a ranked team coming to Clemson means Clemson won't be right for Clemsoning this week. Even if it's not a ranked team. I didn't write that. I'm, I'm, I'm improvising now. Um, I, 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 and I think that the, the index here is lower because I think um, uh, Dub was able to sell this one to the point where it's like, you know, this, this, this team is wake has been a top 25 team all season. Um, he can say there was a hiccup here, uh, the last week. Um, and, and, uh, maybe they got exposed a little bit, but I, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't see Clemson walking into this game and taking it lightly. So that's why my index is at a two. Okay. We have, uh, we actually had an overflow of of a, a top twenty five um, the matchups this weekend. We're going to stick to three of them, uh, although we kind of snuck Clemson in there, just sort of cheating. But that uh, technically that doesn't count now because Wake is 
It went, yeah. So, okay. So, never mind. Never right. mind. Um, at 3.30 on Saturday, you guys get to sleep in because um, we start at 3.30 on Saturday when number four Georgia uh, visits number 12 Auburn. Georgia is favored on the road by three points. What do you think? Yeah, so the last time we saw Auburn was uh, playing an Ole Miss team, and it wasn't really all that impressive. I mean, we've been we've been impressed with Auburn and and Bo Nix, the the all name SEC quarterback, um, quite a bit this season um, from the young fr- young freshman. But it just it just seemed like Auburn was completely out of sync against Ole Miss, and they had to hold on late, and they that you know to be a team that's not all that good especially right. by SEC standards. Um, they won that game 20 to 14 and, and really had to kind of get lucky there at the end to, to keep that game from um, going to overtime or, or potentially even losing that game. Um, Auburn, the, the challenge here was that Auburn moved the ball really well, but they couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Their first four drives were two missed field goals, a fumble and a punt, but they moved the ball almost 200 yards in that stretch. So it was just one of those, they just couldn't finish drives, um, which is not something that you're used to seeing from Gus Malzahn teams. Um, now, that being said, Auburn was also missing. Um, uh, just yeah, Jatarvius Whitlow, um, they're they're running back who's been out for um a couple games now with with a knee injury. Um, everything that I saw today said that, and this is Tuesday, um, said that he is now listed as probable, um, to play against Georgia. Good news for Auburn, but was that the full problem with the Auburn offense against Ole Miss? I don't know. Um, you know, DJ Williams did a fine job filling in. He had 93 yards on the ground. So, he, so they were still getting yards on the ground. Maybe, you know, is, is Whitlow, a a, a a leader in the huddle for them? You know, I, I, I don't know what that dynamic is, whether that would cause some of that offensive struggle that we've seen out of Auburn the last couple of weeks. Um, here's, here's the bad thing for Whitlow's return. Um, the Georgia defense happens to be really, really stingy against the run. Um, it, they only allow 74 yards per game ish. And so, so even mm. with Whitlow back, Auburn's going to really struggle to, to run the football in this game. Um, and again, we have another game where I'm saying, hi, Bo Nix, welcome to the SEC. Um, mm. you know, this is yet another game where, where it's going to come down to the arm of Bo Nix if Auburn's going to stay in this game. The other challenge is, is we have an Auburn offense that is struggling and scoring in the last couple weeks, going up against one of the top scoring defenses in the country in Georgia, mm. um, only allowing 10 points per game. This is really Georgia's last big test. If you look at their remaining schedule, they have um, Texas A&M and Georgia Tech mm-hmm. left on the schedule. So Not, not, not Georgia Tech. That's not going to be a problem. That's not going to be a problem at all this year. Um, in, most, in years past, it used to be because trying to play that darn triple option in the last sure. game of the year sure. was always kind of a... Um, but they don't. Georgia Tech doesn't run the triple option anymore. So suddenly that game's not... And Georgia Tech's just not good this year. Uh, so... <laughs> They're just not. I can't. I can't sugarcoat that any better way. No, Georgia Tech is not good at football this year. Um, so this is really Georgia's last big test mm-hmm. to punch their ticket to the to the Georgia Dome or the the new Georgia Dome. Um, so you got to think that that Georgia's gonna be fired up for this one. Um, I, I I do like Georgia in this game. I I actually think that the, I think the line's a little light. I actually think that Georgia's gonna win this by more than three points. Um, and what's interesting about this is Auburn's. You know, only ha- Auburn's had a really good season. They've just had a couple stumbles this week. But welcome mm-hmm. to the world of SEC fandom, and this particularly Auburn fandom. There were rumors this week of Gus Malzahn leaving Auburn to go to Arkansas. I saw that, and um, wow. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Auburn's that's not that's, that's seven not and two. 
and and having a great season. They've got the, one of the most promising quarterbacks coming up. Auburn's yeah. going to be a force to be reckoned with the next two seasons, if not beyond, if they can keep Bo Nix from going to the draft early. Like, Auburn's going to be just fine. Don't ship Malzahn off to Arkansas. And besides, and, she can't afford his payout. And Gus did not help himself. However, I mean, it, it, he's, he, he gave this, you know, a, a non-denial denial, which is standard in coaching things. Uh, and I'm, I'm just like, Gus, what? Just say, uh, uh, no, 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 it's not happening. I'm not going. Yeah. Everything's good here. I'm staying. Right. Um, so it's like, it's it's not Auburn. Auburn fans can't be happy unless there's chaos around their program. And they've got a good thing yes, going there yes. now. And, they and now they're trying to, to upset the apple cart. No. Auburn's going to be just fine. They're probably going to lose this game against Georgia. It shouldn't be a reason to throw away the towel and throw away the season. You're going to be just fine, Auburn. Hang in there. Okay. But, but Georgia um, wins. <laughs> okay, uh, Western Michigan has just scored uh, the extra point. We'll put them up a full touchdown with a 450 left. Carla, if OU scores a touchdown here, mm-hmm. kick the extra point and go to overtime or go for two. Um, which team has which team has the better record right now? Okay, well, where they're actually they're actually in similar. I mean, they're they're in different divisions, but they're in similar positions. Neither one is leading uh, le- leading their division. Um, both have bowl hopes. Um, Where's the game being played? Is it in Athens? Athens. It's in Athens. Uh, no, you kick you kick the tie and, and play play for overtime. See, I think I almost that that is almost always um, the, the the right choice. Uh, as far as uh, as far as Georgia at Auburn goes. <laughs> We don't do a whole lot of um like uh, sports talk staples here. A lot of other people do that stuff, and and um you know we don't really shout a whole lot. I'm gonna make an exception. Um, and I have a very I have a very hot take. I wrote that in capital letters because I I, I think it's that we don't do this a lot. Um, Jake Fromm is overrated. There's my hot take. And I I, I don't I don't watch Georgia a lot. Uh, granted, but every time I turn on uh, this season in particular, I, I, I see Jake from uh, uh, missing receivers, underthrowing receivers. Um, I also think a lot about Jake from State Farm and the khakis, and I don't know if that's part of my problem. <laughs> um, yes, but as far as you know, that's not that's that's my problem. It, the the passing thing is not all his fault. He he has. Uh, they were actually talking about this in the halftime of my game. Um, you know, there's a young group of receivers at Georgia. Um, he has not meshed with them yet. I contend, however, that's not all on the receivers. That's that's uh, in part his responsibility. Um, I, I'm just underwhelmed every time I see him. Um, and, and 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 part of this, I, I have a personal involvement with this because I, I I think the you know I think about uh, Justin Fields and and who could have been playing quarterback for Georgia this year. I know I know they're not gonna they're not gonna put a freshman in. Uh, for a guy who's been there for six or seven years or whatever, whatever, however long Jake Fromm has been in, in Athens, Georgia. Um, I, I, I've been, I've been my, I, I haven't looked, I don't know what my record is as far as picking games this season. Um, it's been pretty good because I've resisted the temptation to make emotional picks. I'm going to blow that off right now. Um, I, Georgia, I mean, yes, Georgia's back in the top four. Um, and, and they have a shot. They have a shot at, at actually getting back to the playoff, which I, I, uh, with an awful loss to South Carolina, which became more awful when South Carolina lost to, to Appalachian state. I, I, I they, they have a chance to get there. Um, 
I think Auburn. Home underdog? Um, the, the, the thing that, that you didn't discuss in a whole lot of detail is Auburn's defense, um, which, which has been uh, solid to really, really good at different points. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. I think that's going to be enough. And, and what Bo Nix can do uh, is going to be just enough uh, to, to make Jake from State Farm uncomfortable. And Auburn wins this one at home. So there we go. I'm going to be wrong about this. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> um, if you don't want to watch that game, you, all you have to do is wait a half hour at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, number eight, Minnesota, the undefeated Gophers. Um, uh, visit Iowa. Uh, number 20, Iowa is favored by two and a half points at home. Um, I, 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 I will say this about last week. Um, it reminded me a lot of, of Ohio State-Purdue last season walking into a situation on the road everything is stacked up against you and it's just it felt like um i because I, I i you guys recall i went we I, me and everybody went to the purdue game mm-hmm. um and it just felt like uh fate it felt like from the opening kick this is not good um I don't know what kind of feel you had watching Penn State last week, um, but I, I sort of like from the first quarter. It's like, oh, this is this is not going to work out well for Penn State. Um, I didn't feel that that way before the game, but I, it feels a little bit like Minnesota is having one of those seasons, mm-hmm. uh, which could make things uh, make this an interesting game uh, on the road. What do you think? Yeah, well, I said on the show last week that I that Penn State Minnesota felt like a felt like a Sparty game to me, and mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. and that's normally, you know, Minnesota played the role of Michigan State really well yeah. last week, um, in in having the momentum and and on the road tough and you know a, a tough environment. Kudos to to the the folks up in Minnesota for making that a tough environment. Um, uh, that's, that, that was, uh, and I've never seen that up there. Um, yeah. watching Big Ten games uh, for as long as I have, that's that was really impressive. Yeah. It was. And, and, you know, as much as I, it pained me to, to be on the losing end of that game, you know, watching everybody storm the field at the end of that game, like this is something that hasn't happened in Minnesota in a long time. You know, I think back several years ago when Northwestern did this, right, that uh-huh. Northwestern put together that magical run and went to the Rose Bowl. Uh-huh. And um, we watched them storm the field in Evanston how many times, you know, and that's just that's just one of the coolest things ever when you get one of those like Big Ten North. schools that that just puts together a good season and and does something like this so you know as much as it as much as it sucked um that (laughs) to to lose that game um the 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 pure football fan in me enjoyed watching what happened after that game so so here's what here's what bothers me though is what you just said minnesota now the roles are completely reversed Uh right so now you have the team going in on the road into a tough environment because we know strange things happen in Iowa city. And yes. you know, so, so the roles are reversed here, but my biggest question is, is after that win over Penn state, you just knocked off number four team in the country. What the heck does Minnesota have to do to earn some respect? If you go and look at the ESPN matchup predictor, mm-hmm. Iowa has a 60 point, 60.8 shot of winning this game. I saw really? That. I saw that. Really? Yeah. Like, PJ Fleck is going to take a screenshot (laughs) and post it all over those walls. I mean, and and 
I really, I legitimately have a beef with this because Iowa has has lost to every ranked opponent it has faced this season. Yes. Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin. They have not beaten a ranked team yet. Iowa is a good football team. Mm. Prove it. And why are they the home the home favorite here when you've got a team that's got a better record with more impressive wins? Come you know, with, with that win over Penn State is a more impressive win than any win that Iowa has on the season. Absolutely. Um, what's the, I, I don't understand why Minnesota didn't get the respect that it now deserves after knocking off a top five opponent um, in the fashion that it beat Penn State yeah. last week because it yeah. dominated that game. Penn State was on its heels from like five minutes into that game. You could just, like you said, you could just sense it the whole time. Uh, and, right away. Yeah. And that run pass option is legit. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that Minnesota runs. Um, they baffled the Penn State defense. They're capable of scoring an opponent because Minnesota kept up with the Penn State offense when Clifford tried to, you know, um, make the Penn State offense um, simply just outscore them because they couldn't figure out how to stop them. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Minnesota kept up with that. Minnesota forces turnovers. They're number 13 in the country in turnover margin. They forced Sean Clifford into three interceptions. He only yep. had three all season going into that game. This is... I, I like Minnesota on the road. I, I just feel like this, like you're saying, I, I just feel like this is a team. Uh, I was, I was that team that just, you know, like we were talking last week, that just can't quite get there um, yeah. this year. I just, I feel like Minnesota's having a moment and um, they're going to ride this wave to the big 10 title game. I, I just really feel that. Um, okay. And I, I think, I think Pluck's going to have them ready to go. And uh, I, it, it's, it's going to be a good game for sure. Um, but, but I like the Gophers. Okay. Um, I, I will go through the, the, the same caveats you, you, you sort of mentioned. Uh, hard to win at Kinnick. Um, I was physical, steady, uh, solid quarterbacking. Um, but they, ha- as you said, they, they, they've they played tight games against ranked opponents, haven't won a single one. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's uh, at home and on the road. Um, the line for this game, uh, Iowa by two and a half, and that's that's sort of the, like this this the standard Vegas signal of like well this is a sort of a pick'em game, and we're giving a little we'll get a little bit of love for the home team, um, but it shows we're not ready to accept that Minnesota might be a good football team. Um, right. I, I think at this point we know that Minnesota is a, a a good football team. Are they a great football team? Um, we will find out over the next three weeks uh, because they have this game on the road. Um, they are at Northwestern. And then they host the Badgers uh, in the final week of the, the regular season. But they could be a great football team. Uh, I, watching uh, watching last weekend's game, uh, Tanner Morgan proved to me, and I, I had dismissed this kid as a game manager. He is better than that. Uh, I was yeah. wrong about that. Um, I did know the name of Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, because of uh, because of his daddy played at Ohio State um, and uh, and was a, a standout for the Vikings for many 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 years, which is why uh-huh. Antoine is a gopher. Uh, he is a he is a legit lockdown guy in the in the uh, defensive backfield. Iowa is the Iowa we expect pretty much every season. This Minnesota team is not the Minnesota team we expect every season. They are much better. Uh, at the very least. And that's going to be good enough for them to win in Iowa City this weekend. Um, at 7.30 on Saturday, a de facto Big 12 championship or Big 12 championship preview? I, I, don't, I don't know how they do this stuff down there anymore. But um, uh, number 10, Oklahoma. At number 13, Baylor. 
OU is favored by 10. If we're going to talk about disrespect with the previous game, we got to bring it up with this one too, right? Yeah, a little bit. Um, although I will say that Baylor has eked out more wins. What did I tell sure. you last week to pay attention to Baylor TCU? Um, mm-hmm. And dang it, I was almost right in that one. Um, <laughs> because I really, really thought that TCU had a shot of beating Baylor. And they almost did. Yep, um, almost. You know, Baylor had to rescue themselves out of that game a couple of times. Um, you know, they, they had to kick a 51-yard field goal um, uh-huh. just to send the game to overtime. And then they had to have essentially two circus catches from Denzel Mims mm-hmm. um, in overtime, in, in two of the overtimes to, to lock up that game. So, um this is a Baylor team that has teetered. They're nine. They're nine and zero. They're undefeated, but they've teetered a number of times in being close to being knocked off by by um, lesser opponents. Right. Um, if you go by, but if you go by the transitive property again in this in this <laughs> game, and really just looking at common opponents here, right? So both these teams, the the big the Big Twelve plays everybody. Um, yes. So the 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 most recent common opponent between them and a good football team um, was Kansas State. Mm-hmm. So Oklahoma lost to Kansas State 48 to 41 on October 26th. Yes. Just three weeks earlier, Baylor beat K State 31 to 12. Okay. So you've got what you've got a really, really good team, common opponent, within three weeks of each other. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm being distracted. I apologize. That's okay. Did they score? No. Okay. Second and goal. Okay. Minute and a half left. <laughs> crappy sitting on his hands okay <laughs> um so, so so oklahoma baylor you're right so yeah. um so common opponent k-state baylor beat them oklahoma didn't um i think that's kind of a relevant thing here you know immediately uh, yeah, you say absolutely, absolutely. Oh, you immediately think oklahoma's gonna win this game and oklahoma this year is quite frankly one person Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is Oklahoma. And, and if you go dig into the numbers, I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. He's the number two player in total offense in the country yes. um, behind only Anthony Gordon, who's just thrown his way to being number one. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts has more rushing yards than you have to go all the way down. I was looking at, at, at total offense numbers for, mm-hmm. for individual players. You have to go all the way down to number 95 on the list to find another player that has as many rushing yards, if not more than Jalen hurts. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, it's, it, if, if there was a picture next to the, to, to the definition of dual threat quarterback, mm-hmm. it's Jalen hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the other ridiculous thing is he's averaging 10.9 yards per play per play, a first yeah, I, down per play. That's just absolutely uh, it's, it's 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 video game stuff. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So so the key to Auburn or to um Baylor to winning this game is stop Jalen Hurts. Hello. I mean that's it's really the, that's your game plan. Stop him and be, a, and be a speed bump. Yeah. Stop him and you win the game. Can Baylor do that? I'm not sure they can. That's the challenge <laughs> here. You know, I mean Baylor's got a good quarterback in its own in their own right and Charlie Brewer. Um, but the Bears have struggled on offense the last two games. A couple of the, the game analysis that I read over the last three weeks for Baylor have said that the offense just has seemed out of sync. That's not a good thing entering a game against Oklahoma, who's right. just going to outscore you. Yes. Um, and, and Baylor faced a dual-threat quarterback, not as prolific as Jalen Hurts, but Max, um, Max Dugan last week for mm-hmm. TCU, also a dual-threat quarterback. 
caused Baylor defense some problems here. Yeah. yeah. Oklahoma ends Baylor's undefeated season. Uh, I just okay. I, I feel like this is the week. Um, TCU almost did it last week. I think mm-hmm. Oklahoma can just outscore them. I really do. I I, I know the Baylor defense is, is good. It's the best defense in the Big 12. Um, I'm not sure it's for, that for whatever that's worth. Exactly. Yeah. Best <laughs> defense by Big 12 standards. Right. Um, Oklahoma wins this game, and the Big 12 is 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 a dog and pony show again. Okay. Okay. Um, I I, I referenced. Uh, uh, you've you've covered Jalen Hurts, uh, and and what he has done, and it really is him. And the disappointing thing is, um. We talked about this early in the season, and it looked this way early in the season. Uh, OU has a fourth and goal here with a minute 17 left. Um, I'm going to do play-by-play here. And they're going to call timeout. Oh, it works. They already, we already have done that. We already did the timeout. Okay. Shotgun looking. Throws into double coverage as he does in the back of this uh, end zone, and it's batted away. Okay. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's, it's, these things happen. Um, I, I we we talked about the fact that that OU and 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 OU did have improved defensive performance, mm-hmm. um, in 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 the in the early part of the season. I don't know if that has to do with the competition, um, but man, the last two outings, uh, in, you 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 win a game at against Iowa State and still give up forty one points. Um, you lose to K State. Middle of the pack team, but both of them, both of them, middle of the pack team in your conference, and give up forty eight, and it's like, wh- what happened? Where did this go? Um, and if it's not for Jalen Hurts, I mean, I don't, I have no idea who Oklahoma's backup quarterback is, but if it's not for Jalen Hurts, um, this is this is not a good football team. Um, Baylor, here's the thing. We, and, we, and we talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, and my my comparison, my my point of reference, of course, is the 2002 Ohio State Buckeyes, which won uh, did several games. They should not have won, right? Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, the Baylor needed OT to uh, to to beat TCU last week. Uh, needed OT to beat Texas Tech earlier in the season. Uh, they're one of the few teams in the Big Twelve sort of plays defense and, and maybe you saw a little bit of that um, in an earlier, uh, I, don't, I don't know how this happens at the big 12, uh, but they beat West Virginia 17 to 14. Um, that's, that's like a one quarter score in, in most, <laughs> in most big 12 games. Um, you need luck. You need luck to have a, a special season. Uh, and and you need to ha- appreciate the, the ugly wins because they're still wins. Um, and if you do that, you put yourself in a good position. Um, and 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 beating Oklahoma at home, um, you you will find yourself in the middle of the of the postseason discussion. And I I'm I'm going out a limb for the second time this week, but I think that's what's going to happen. So yeah, Baylor. Baylor okay. wins this. Baylor here's wins the cha- here's the challenge if Baylor yes. wins this game. They're mm. going to have to play Oklahoma again. And mm. and trying to beat a team twice in the same uh, yes. season? Yes. Nightmare. Really Night- hard. Nightmare. Nightmare. And and we will yeah. if that happens we will get to it. Um yeah. I just have to be right about this one. <laughs> uh, guys, you can find the Carlin Crappy show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, as well as on a variety of other podcasting services. You can also watch us babble on YouTube and our Facebook page. If you dig the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, 
mind your own damn business. And as always, come back next week to see exactly how wrong I was. <laughs> Carla, any final thoughts? I'm going to sneak the last game in. Please do. If 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 Jalen Hurts is the picture of dual threat quarterback this year, right, right uh-huh. next to the definition, uh-huh. the picture right next to Jalen Hurts is Malcolm Perry, the quarterback okay. at Navy, um, uh-huh. who actually has rushed for more yards this season than passed. Yes. Um, Navy's on the road this weekend at uh, at South Bend to play right. the to play Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame better be ready for this triple option this year. You got a Navy team that is firing on the triple option. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Perry is the real deal. You know, anytime you, you get a team playing the triple option, it's always one of those, okay, here we go, hold on. Challenge. It is yeah. a challenge. Yes, it is a challenge. And so we will see if Notre Dame is up for the challenge. So don't lose, you know, don't let this one fall off your radar. It's two top 25 teams. Believe it or not, Navy's ranked. Um, and uh, yeah, pay attention to this one. Um, I, and uh, I think that's a that's an earlier start, two or two thirty or something like that. Whatever, I think so yeah. Whatever they the the whatever starting time in South Bend is. Um, or the record go Navy. I, I'm I'm on board here as a as a veteran, and and this being a Veterans Day week, um, I I, uh, I I I think that's an interesting thing, and 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 it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, uh, Notre Dame has struggled. They they had. They needed to eke out a uh, win against the Virginia Tech a couple weeks ago, um, and you know, and and Tech's uh, Tech's kind of middle of the road good team, so that's that's not a, a big surprise. But um, that is that is one worth watching, absolutely. Um, Carla, yes. stay warm. You too. Is this is coming your way. We're gonna we're gonna be back up in the fifties by the time this weekend rolls around. So uh, we'll be we're just not gonna, fine. we're not gonna be up in the fifties, and then we are going to a wedding in North Carolina where it's again it's supposed to be a little bit chillier than it's than, than we everyone expected for an outdoor <laughs> wedding. So um, we're gonna we're gonna bundle up and and and, and uh, have some bourbon, and everything will be will be just fine. Guys, uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Thank you very much for joining us, and uh, please come back next week. Because we will do this again. Carla, cheers. Cheers. I love the mug.